welcome one, welcome all to another developer interview here on the Xbox Expansion Pass. I'm your host, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, and today I'm joined by Yon Feniz, Creative Director for Road 96 Mile Zero. Yon, thank you for joining me today. Thank you, thank you uh, to be here at this time. <laughs> <laughs> it's early for me, but I don't think it's as early for you, yeah? Oh, it's okay, it's 11 here. <laughs> There you go. Okay. Good timelines for you then. Uh, now, tell me, Road 96 Mile Zero, this is a prequel, yes? Yes. yes All yes. right. So tell me tell me a little bit about uh, the world of Road 96 then. Yeah. yeah. When we, we made Road 96, we created this weird country, you know, called Petria. And, mm -hmm. and we just put it, you as on, on the road already as a teenager trying to cross uh, and the border. And because we put you already on the road, nobody knew really, you know, where you come from, why are you on the road? Why did you decide to go on the road? So this time we say, okay, maybe we need to explain a bit what happens before, what happens when you are still at home, when, what are the, the troubles? What are the thinking that you have that make you go on the road and try to escape your country? Interesting. Now, this concept of wanting to escape your country is one that I think shows up a lot uh, in not video games, but in real life, particularly of late. Uh, I would argue that the the world of Road 96 is remarkably political in some ways, which I think you explore with your different characters. Uh, you know, in, in Mile Zero, we have uh, Zoe and Kato. Can you talk a little bit about the characters that we inhabit in Mile Zero. Yeah, yeah. We, we wanted to have like different examples of teenagers from different backgrounds. And and so we chose uh, Kaito. Uh, that is, uh, it's funny because he's also a character we, we created for the first game we did, Lost in Harmony. And, and his background, his backstory was fitting perfectly what we needed for a, a normal teenager, I would say, uh, mm -hmm. in, in Petria. And then we wanted to confront that, that point of view and that life to another type of life, the one of Zoe, who is really, really different uh, for people who played Run 6. Zoe, she's very special. She comes from a different background. Uh, and so we wanted to put you in, in, not just in a normal position of, okay, you're a teenager, you struggle, your parents uh, struggle, and, and you decide to leave the country, but also some people who are in a, another position and don't have the same reality around them. And, and to confront those realities to, to create those, those, those shock, those friction between their, their point of views. Interesting. And there is a lot of friction, I think, because you mentioned they come from two very different backgrounds. Uh, without going too far into the game, like it seems like they are very different backgrounds, both economically, uh, perhaps racially, or... or yeah. Uh, yeah, talk to me a little bit about kind of why you chose the characters you chose and how they're informed by their background. Yeah, I think there's a lot of influence uh, when, when we, we create uh, stories. And, and this time we wanted to talk, uh, instead of talking about politics, uh, like in Road 96, we wanted to talk about what happens uh, before that, when you're a teenager, when you're younger, you're not yet mm -hmm. you know, thinking about politics or this, this kind of thing. You're just starting to get an opinion on, on things <laughs> and, and your opinion is shaped by the reality that is around you and what you think is the, the reality. And, and I, I love the fact that Kaito is coming from the capital city, Colton City, 
and and is in this new like residence, a very rich residence, closed like a, what you call a condominium, like something very special. And mm-hmm. by, by this, he can confront his his reality to Zoe's one that she's always been in that residence. And so we wanted to show, okay, this is not because what is just around you uh, uh, makes you think that the whole world is like that. And and you sometimes you have to go beyond that and try to, to be more curious and, and, and look around to see maybe it's very different like somewhere else. Do you have to do, or, or I should rephrase that, what kind of research do you need to do to kind of create the positions that each of these characters are going to be in? When you create a political landscape for your characters to inhabit, obviously you have to base them off some reality, but then you're taking a very teenage perspective to this. So was there any research involved in doing that? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a a lot of different research and there's also real life. Like, for example, I've been living in Singapore for for two years, uh, 10 years ago. And, And when I arrived in Singapore, to a very small country, you know, a very special country. And, and I was an expat and I lived in, in this kind of condominium, you know, very like closed residence. And and the more I was there, the more I was like, no, this looks like fake reality. It's very nice. It's very safe. But uh, it looks like something is hidden in that country. And, and then mm-hmm. you really start to dig in and, and talk to people. And, and then you discover that there is a hidden reality and there's, there are a lot of poor people also in Singapore, but they are not, you don't see them necessarily. And and so this is the kind of thing that I really wanted to, to try to show because you also meet people that just stay in this kind of residence and, and their view is very different. They say, oh, it's the perfect country. It's like <laughs> everybody's nice. And you say, hey, I, I'm, maybe <laughs> maybe it's different. So so it's the kind of uh, yeah or of research I would say like real life experience that uh, mm-hmm. that makes you want to show this kind of thing in a in a game or so why not uh, mm-hmm. so yeah this is the kind of thing but we mix that it's not just pointing this country or this country this is where Petria maybe is interesting because we can mix as it's a dystopian country we can mix every influence it's mm-hmm. it looks a bit like US. Uh, but uh, the, the regime politic is a more like communist kind of like, so we try to really mix different stuff inside it. That was something I noticed uh, as I was playing through the, the early parts of Mile Zero because I didn't go too far. I, I wanted to save my impressions <laughs> to join with somebody, but um, the world is, there are parts of it that I was like, oh, this could be a dystopian United States. But this part doesn't make sense. This part would be more like this country or that country. So yeah. to hear you talk about it, it, it makes me wonder if maybe I'm just projecting things <laughs> that I've experienced onto the game. Yeah, and this is something really funny because when the one things launched, we had the same comment from all over the world. We had a lot of people from each country saying, whoa, this is a, a satire of my country. This is something I really relate to. And, and it was funny, we should make a, a world map and with all those quotes of people saying, this is my country, this is my country. Oh, this, <laughs> it was very, whoa, from Russian people, so they told that, like Chinese people or so, like, yeah, it was uh, Argentina, like, yeah, from many, uh, France, of course, <laughs> mm-hmm. from, from many, many countries. But in My Zero, yeah, the beginning of the game is more uh, 
light, like shallow, I would say, like they're still teenagers. We didn't want mm -hmm. to go directly, you know, in something that is quite complex or dark or, you know, it's, it's really like, let's go from something light and funny to play to progressively whoa, something really serious uh, where things really matter. And, and mm -hmm. like the movie, maybe you've seen this Korean movie called Parasite. It, it's a, it's a very funny, crazy movie. Uh, mm -hmm. that is, yeah, it's the beginning is something and the end is really something else. Like, and I, I love the kind of switch you can have in the middle. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. As I, as you, in the early portions of mile zero, and I don't think it's a spoiler to say this, it, you're just kids talking about life and best friends. And then you move and you choose where to go. And I chose to go up to, uh, the villas where the, one of the main characters Zoe lives and suddenly I'm surrounded by bodyguards and uh, agents, I guess you might call them. And I'm just like, oh, this took a turn. Yeah. We, we even made a, an anthem for this country, uh, for Petria. So they have to sing the anthem every day. <laughs> I noticed that. And I was like, do I stand still and wait or just keep exploring? I chose to explore in my teenage rebellion. Yeah. Uh, I was like, all right, I'll explore. Now, do players need to be familiar with the world of Road 96 to enjoy or start Mile Zero? No, we, we made sure that uh, both can work. Like in any order, you can start with Road 96 or Mile Zero. I would even advise maybe to start with Mile Zero as a first course, I would say, <laughs> before going to the main course. <laughs> because Mile Zero is smaller. It's, uh, it's five to seven hours gameplay. Mm -hmm. It's a more linear kind of experience. As as uh, Run Eight Six, you know, is crazy procedural, like so. Maybe it's more uh, digest digestible. <laughs> My zero mm -hmm. at the beginning. <laughs> gotcha. Okay, I started to get that feeling too because I I was unfamiliar with Road Ninety Six, uh, and as I was playing Mile Zero, I'm like, I really like this world, and I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything. And so I wanted any listener. Uh, to to hear you kind of respond to that because I was curious if they could just pick up Mile Zero and then go from there. Yeah, yeah. it's very like a kind of a Star Wars uh, structure because yep. there was like, okay, people who know Star Wars, then you do the beginning, then uh, you have to make sure that... The funny thing is that we cannot, I cannot have the perception of someone who didn't know Run N6 before. So mm -hmm. we did a lot of playtests to make sure that it was understandable. <laughs> we mm -hmm. did some tweaks about dialogues and who are the black brigades who are the like the yeah the component of the country but mm -hmm. uh, I, I don't know what it's going to be for someone who starts with this one here gotcha enjoyable again i think i can answer that yeah. part i'm enjoying uh mile zero i'm not too far but i'm i'm really enjoying uh kind of what i've started but i i will say in starting the game i don't know exactly how to describe the genre of game like point and click <laughs> Telltale like I don't know how I would describe it. What do you guys describe it as? Yeah, this is something really hard even for us because there's no specific genre, like you said. Like we go from uh, some very uh, fast-paced sequence, almost musical, like Sayonara. Uh, we go to mini games and activities like you can paint a wall and do whatever you want, and you have some, of course, some narrative discussions. We have a lot of choices, and I think the the thing is we put ourselves no limit. Uh, we, we, we start to build up a, a story and then, uh, each, each designer, we are very free uh, in the team. Each designer start to make some prototypes and stuff about this moment or this moment. 
And if we feel that, oh, yeah, this is so cool to have this activity for this moment, uh, then we, we go for it. So we are really like uh, free creatively. And uh, the, the, the downside is that it creates a lot of codes and a lot of, a lot of different gameplays to, to tweak. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, still at the end, we like to have this diversity of gameplay. Well, that was something that caught me off guard. I think when I, I looked up prior to starting Miles Zero, I looked up Road 96, uh, preparing for our interview. And then I, I started playing and suddenly I'm skateboarding over musical notes <laughs> and I'm jumping over and I've got this great soundtrack. And then a trombone is blaring at me. Uh, I would, I had no idea that was going to happen. No idea. And so it was a little trippy, but in a really fun way. <laughs> yeah, and this this trippy thing is good because after that in the game, it's a good tool for us, a narrative tool to express um, complex emotions, something that we cannot really show in reality except by dialogue or something. But, you know, we are limited in a game with the facial expression and the subtlety we can get from acting is not as much as what we would like in a real human face. So mm. what you have to perceive in the, in the mind of the character, we try to use those psychedelic rides, those moments that we go in your mind and, and we show you in a, in a very, you know, almost uh, not Disney-ish, but, you know, like musical way, like this is what happens in your mind right now. And sometimes mm -hmm. it's funny at the beginning, but then it's more like a, a trauma, for example, if you have a, a strong trauma in your, uh, in your memory, how you go into that trauma, how you try to even like uh, modify it, you know, like in a psychotherapy, you can try to modify your memories. So this mm -hmm. is something very interesting. And we try to dig into that uh, perception and metaphoric view of what you have in your mind. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. And I think also for your characters to be teenagers in conflict, they would be running into a lot of emotional and mental distress trying to figure the world out in general, much less, you know, this dystopian, where do I live in this world? Where do I, what's my place in it yeah. type approach? Yeah, there's even a, an event where Zoe, she has a strong trauma from 10 years before when she was a young kid. And, and, and then she, uh, Kaito had a different uh, view of this same moment 10 years before. And so they confront this, like you have the Zoe's perception of that moment. Then Kaito says, no, this is not what happened. And then you have a rewind. And then you play it as Kaito with a different point of view and reality of it. And it's mm -hmm. almost like what is fake, what is true. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Gotcha. I think that is tantamount to teenage life, you know, <laughs> very much teenage life. Now, the parts that are not trippy, that are not musical skateboards and such, uh, there's a lot of dialogue and a lot of choices in ways to direct the narrative. I don't know how you design a game like that. Are you using storyboards where it's like, all right, if they say this, kick up new branch, kick down new branch. Is that how you design something like it's that? Kind of like that, but it's it's we have this kind of tool, exactly what you said with this nodal tool when you put a dialogue here and then you you put as many links that you want, in fact. So the good thing is that even the the all of us are writing, in fact, that we have a writer who is more like a proper 
writing proper dialogues, I would say, mm -hmm. uh, and he's American because we, we are shitty at good English. So mm -hmm. <laughs> what we do, we, we, everybody can, can do dialogues, placeholder dialogues in the game. And, and we build those levels with those placeholder dialogues and those links and trees, very complex trees. It's not even trees because sometimes it's just a tag. Like you can tag if this happened, if this flag is on, then you can have this dialogue. If this flag is off, you can have this dialogue. So it's more uh, easy and um, less just branching. Branching is pretty, you know, classic. As mm -hmm. here, you can say, oh, if this happened, you have this dialogue. If this happened, you don't have this dialogue. And, and you can have a, a lot of different options, in fact, in this with this tool. Uh, and the good thing also is that even even our writer, Yan, is, is working inside the, the engine. So even the writer, we say, no, we don't want you to work in a document or whatever, even Excel file. We mm -hmm. Because interactivity is complex. <laughs> so we want you to be in Unity and, <laughs> and is even like creating a different type of dialogues and stuff. So it's really cool. Yeah, we can do whatever we want, in fact. That's super cool. And I'm curious also, tell me if I'm wrong. Road 96 had procedural elements yeah it was does mile zero also yeah there is less for sure because the the global structure of mile zero is less procedural you don't have any event that can happen anytime as in row 96 we don't know what's going to happen for you uh, mm -hmm. so here it's more like you can choose the the way you discover the the, the place white sense mm -hmm. but uh, then you have act one act two and act three still as a classic uh, linear story and because mm -hmm. we we master more what can what gonna happen the, the crescendo is easier to create with mm -hmm. this structure uh, as for 196 it was really really hard to get this sense of crescendo as we mm -hmm. don't know what's gonna happen to you which one's easier to develop for? Uh, Procedural? Uh, you don't I, know? I think Mile Zero was... We thought it would be easier to go back to a classical structure. But in fact, it was mm -hmm. not because then you have to be really, really precise. And, and you know, people will not uh, forgive you. Like they say, no, this, this is like the, the way it should be. Almost like a movie. Mm -hmm. So it has to be perfect matching. Like, <laughs> And you don't mm -hmm. have these ellipses. Of, of location and time. In Runet 6, when you go from a place to another, you have an ellipse, blah, 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 some days are passing and then you arrive somewhere else and then you have the random effect of being on the road. As here, you are in the same location, so there's not the same randomness that you can have. So it's more uh, precise. It's more, this one is really more crafted as a, as a precise uh, candy, <laughs> less than a you know, global uh, huge uh, right. structure. What lessons from Road 96 prepped you to, to make changes for Mile Zero then? Well, we, we wanted to go uh, further in, in animation, in uh, realization, I would say, in graphic and, and in, uh, in all the quality, the, the value, I would say. We wanted to mm -hmm. go further. Uh, so this is also why we chose something uh, more, more linear in structure. Uh, but, uh, but now I think, yeah, maybe we're ready to, yeah, to, to do both after that. Gotcha. That makes sense. Um, I want to get to a listener question because uh, listener Anubis wrote in several questions uh, that I don't know if you saw on Twitter, but 
they came in and they said, Road 96 uh, really came as a surprise hit to me. All the characters you meet have such rich and interesting backstories. Was there always a plan to explore Chloe more? Uh, what was it about her story and that you said we need to dig deeper? Um, no, honestly, at the beginning when we did Roads, there was no idea of making a, another game in the same same world. But now that we see the the impact that this world has on people and what mm-hmm. we would love to say in this world, it's almost like a canvas now. And this canvas is really wide and and we is really rich, and we can see a lot of characters. Uh, coming and even like even the same character that people know we can really dig more into their backstory because each one of them we don't know where they live where Johnny is living where Fanny is living like there's so much backstories for each of them that mm-hmm. yeah we could almost do a spin-off for each one <laughs> so it's it's really really cool and, and it's a it's a, a universe that you like to be in it's something that is pleasant to work with also as a creator mm-hmm. Because each character is very different. Uh, Jarod is, is Jarod, <laughs> like mm-hmm. Stan and Mitch. And so all of them, they are very specific uh, color. And yeah, I think it's, it's a pleasure also to work in that environment. So I guess the question is, and, I th- and Anubis asks something very similar. Why did you choose to, to go explore or to break the formula of Road 96? Four mile zero. Uh, yeah, I think it's also we don't want to repeat ourselves. This is maybe something we really fear in the studio. Uh, maybe because of Telltale, <laughs> because we, we we want not to go uh, Telltale. You know, at the end, like re- repeat the same recipe, even if it was a really good one. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we maybe we are scared about if we repeat ourselves, if we just keep on. Okay, we have this working. Let's just continue on the same recipe. Uh, I'm a bit scared of that. So we prefer to surprise people, maybe too much. (laughs) Maybe they're Mm going to be disturbed. (laughs) But at least each new game we do is a big surprise. And and there are still some common points and colors. But yeah, I think I prefer to surprise people than stay, you know, in in what we know. (laughs) Well, at the time that we're recording this, you're at the eve of launch for Mile Zero. Do you anticipate continuing to explore the world of road 96 either another prequel sequel add-ons is that something you want to do is to stay in this world for now we are looking at we are prototyping a lot of things like uh, systems usually how we work is we we start with the systems and the structure and try to Mm -hmm. find innovation and then when we found something that is really new really innovative then we say, okay, we have a structure, we have a new narrative, for example, a structure. Now, okay, what what do we really talk about? Uh, is it a, is it a story from Road 96? Is it a something else? Because we have many many ideas. So right now, it's not sure if it's going to be a, a Road 96 story or not, because uh, we are totally free. I would say right now, it's a it's a good moment. I I love this moment of chaos where every everything is possible right now. And what we want is first to find this new, sometimes people call it a breakthrough or something like something new. And, and when we know, okay, nobody, no, no game has this. Wow, let's let's go for it. And we know it's going to be challenging, but we, we like that. When you've got a game that is difficult to describe the genre, like we struggled earlier, but also you can make some good comparisons and help people. How important is it to see that game get to to as many places as possible because uh if memory serves road 96 is available on multiple platforms yeah. i believe it was on game pass as well yeah. 
uh, how important is that to get the game into players' hands? And is that something you guys decided at a studio level? Yeah, yeah. I think for me, the, the more people we can reach, the better, of course. Mm -hmm. And and as the beginning, we didn't know who, where would be the audience. Uh, it was like, okay, let's try to be everywhere if we can. And uh, we'll see, we'll figure out where are the, the community. And in fact, the community is is a lot on uh, on PC mostly for sure. This is more like an indie title, uh, but mm -hmm. also on Switch, but also and then on the Game Pass, it was like crazy. Like the, for for us, the Game Pass was almost like a second launch. Like it was so, really? so many people discovered the game at this moment. It was huge, like really huge. That's really neat. Being an Xbox show, I have to ask you more about that then. For it to be a second launch, to so you guys got exposed to a whole new wave of players then. Yes. Yes. And it was funny because those people sometimes never heard about the game. So they thought it was a, a, a new game. And that was good. I say, yeah, it's it's pretty new, in fact. <laughs> so it, it was really good. And then there was this huge uh, wave of new players. and 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 since that moment it's growing so there's a word to mouse like uh, so it's, it's really good huh. that's cool to hear that's cool to hear does that mean that game pass is something you would encourage people to, to check out like it's something you would want more of your games to be on yeah i think definitely for the games of our size that are pretty new pretty weird <laughs> like experiences mm -hmm. i would say uh, people are more willing to try those experiences if this is in the past, of course, as if it's something they have to to buy straight. If they're not sure what it is, you know, it's would you would you um, in a restaurant would you uh, buy for something that you really don't know a dish that you say, oh, I don't know at all what it is. Is it meat? Right. Is it vegetable? I don't know, <laughs> but I'm gonna try. <laughs> right. Well, uh, do you do you? With Game Pass, I'll, I, one more question on that one then, because you had so many people they get to come in. Did you guys go to them or they come to you? I, I it was not my part. Sorry, it was on the, the the business side. I was not involved, gotcha. so I don't know which side. But I maybe it would have been from Microsoft because Phil Spencer played a Ronan Six, and and he really loved it. He did many tweets about the game. I was so mm -hmm. surprised. I was like, wow! I was like, oh, so cool. He's tweeting about the game like many times. Yeah. <laughs> like this is awesome so maybe he told this team to to get this game on the game pass <laughs> yeah that's like gaming royalty talking about your art how neat is that right <laughs> that's cool well that's really i'm really glad to hear that you guys found success on that platform because i think it paves a way for people to to be interested in the world of road 96 and i know that the opportunity to do these this interview and such i found myself really enjoying it and i wouldn't have expected that that was the part that caught me off guard in such a good way is I'm used to, to more action-based titles, yeah, I think might be fair. And so checking out the world of road, I was like, Oh, this is, I want to know more about these characters. Like what's, what's the black brigade? What's white sands? What's Cato <laughs> doing? And that was kind of the cool part uh, for me. I'm curious. One last thing in mile zero, there is a bar, a certainty bar. Yeah. Talk to me about what that means and, and describe that for listeners who don't know what I'm talking about uh, as far as decision-making and that certainty bar moving. <laughs> so this this goge, uh, those two goge, because there's one for Zoe and one for Kaito, and, and you can move both of them. So this is about what you think initially is uh, true, what is your reality around you. And, and 
And then you can move to the doubts, I would say, to the, oh, I'm not sure, like, well, I don't know what is reality anymore. And, and the good thing is that the player can really play with this. And of course, at the end of the game, those two gauges, those two values, they will impact a lot of the endings. So there are many, many endings in the end of the game, and they all de uh, depend on this and on what's going to happen, like really. Uh, so it's a very good system that we created there <clears throat> that is not usual branching, that is not binary, and it's more complex. It's more like, uh, if, you, if you're here, maybe your opinion is this, and then you cannot have this choice at the end. So it's it's good because you see that you cannot have this choice because of what you did before. So it's very interesting in terms of consequences. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. That's cool. Well, uh, as a final question, is there a right way to play through oh, Miles no. Zero? No, no, no. This is where we really take care of not, um, not judging anything. Like we, we put a setup, we put a situation and here you can do whatever you want we, whichever opinion you have you can stick to that opinion you can move it or not and on both characters so it's good you can even play uh both sides if you want you can have mm -hmm. oh let's switch the way from this to that and let's switch kaito or not from this to that so you can almost like instead of aligning maybe their opinions <laughs> you can you can switch both of them and then they will collide again <laughs> mm -hmm. Okay, that's cool. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, Yon Fanese, Road 96, Mile Zero, out on all platforms, I believe. Yeah. Uh, PlayStation 4 and 5, Xbox One, yeah. Series S and X, uh, Switch. Yes, even Switch. Yeah. Switch and PC as well. Yeah, yeah, PC. Yeah. Awesome. Well, we're a day removed from the launch, but I will congratulate you yeah, on the you. launch uh, and wish you all the best. Uh, any closing comments for any new players that are checking out your world? Uh, well, for new players, well, go, uh, go to the end of this first game because the ending is very powerful. So keep it to the five, five, six hours. It's just, you know, you can binge it in one night. <laughs> mm -hmm. All right. Uh, Yom Fanese, thank you so much thank for your you. time today. Thank you very much.